The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love Hello the power, and welcome power, to the Port Preview podcast for the round 16 match, Port Adelaide versus West Coast. It'll be played on Sunday afternoon at what is theoretically called Domain Stadium, but we know better as Subiaco. Uh, and I think it's going to be the last game we play at Subiaco, unless we something goes horribly wrong. Uh, I'm Portia. Joining me, as is regularly the case, not always, but certainly regularly, is Maka. Maka, how are you? Rest in peace, Subi Crapo. That's what I've got to say. <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? Uh, look, I just want to say on Subiaco, like, that was been a good round for us. There was that one year, I think 2001, where we won as many games in uh, that Subiaco as Fremantle did. Um, yeah, that was right. a pretty special season. Yeah, yeah. That was really good to us in the early years, for sure. So Memories. You said to see it go. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, mm. not sure the locals are, but... Yeah. No, well, it's all right. Anyway, hot topics. First of all, just the Freud first up. It isn't about our club, which is good. Um, Ty Vickery, how much... Honestly, this is just... This is like Brendan Favola at the Lions all over again. It's just brilliant. <laughs> it just keeps paying and paying and paying. Oh. What's it, going on? It was on? always going to be a big risk. I thought... <laughs> it might might be a smart trade. Like it might come off you, in the sort of David a... Hale fashion, but no, it's been a disaster. And look, him getting arrested or no, he's actually been <laughs> left 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 uh, let off, hasn't he? So yeah, yeah, that's but, all right. You know, but it's still funny. It's still very very funny. Like of uh, all you... the things to get yourself caught up in, you know, yeah, why not extortion? Yeah, great. <laughs> It's like when uh, Lawrence Angwin robbed a house or something, you know, it's quite like, what? <laughs> I remember that. That's right. That's exactly right. Oh, Laurie. Good old Laurie. Lawrence Vickery. That's it. Culture. Um, Culture. <laughs> next hot topic. Look, we already tried this one. Didn't work. Let's try it again. Um, is this the SPP Venables game? Is this the one where Sam Palpepper's going to go to Perth and he's going to completely smash him, Macca, do you think? I hope so. I really hope so. That'd be great. Really good. It was his quietest game of the year last time, just about. Um, so that was I not great. West Coast. But eh, that's all right. In Perth, in Perth, maybe more space might help. T- Who knows? Time to make no. up for it. That's the way. Yeah, and now I've got a question for you, Maka, because Tom Clory's resigned, which means it's great. great. Yes, he's been a, he's been our number one defender this year. Um, which but does does mean that Jonas Clory and Homsch are all locked in for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonas obviously signed a three year contract last year. So Logan Austin, he's gone, right? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. You don't reckon? Because, no. I mean, that's two more years I mean, and he should already be arguing he should be getting games. He's contracted for next year as well. So, mm. unless he specifically wants out, um, which I guess is possible, but we still need, like, a backup. We still need backup key defenders because at the that's moment we're, we're playing all of them except Austin in the side. So, if one gets injured and we don't have Austin, then what do we do? Well, I mean, that is a fair question, but when you trade people out, you, you do replace them as a rule. I don't know. Maybe we draft them. Um, the reason I say it also is because, as you said, he is contracted, and so it does mean that if he does decide to go this year, we actually would get something for him in trade, which would be a nice change. Yeah. Um, I can't see we'd get know. too much, though. Like, maybe not. I don't think he would command any more than a third-round pick. Oh, you think? Yeah. Um. All right, fair enough. All right, well, I guess not. maybe I'm all about keeping you'll... him. I'm certainly all about keeping him. I reckon. Look, I mean, if we can, that'd be great. But oh, gee, I don't know. If I if I was his manager, I'd be thinking, 
I'd be getting pretty nervous with those guys locked in for another two years. That's all I'd say. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. I, I can certainly see that point. But as I said, you need depth, and he's a he's a really good depth option. Um, and you never know. Like those three, just because they're locked in, doesn't mean that they're uh, locked into the first eighteen either. Uh, that is also true. Matthew Loby, um, for example. Yeah, but he didn't have any rucks challenging him at the time. <laughs> um, all right. Ooh. <laughs> what, what are they up to? We'll move on to the actual game that's happening this week. Uh, well, actually, not that. The opposition we're facing this week and what they've been doing the last couple of weeks. Um, so two weeks ago was a upset loss to mm. Melbourne in the West, a three-point loss, uh, when West Coast had two more scoring shots than Melbourne, so they're inaccurate. Um, it's monumental, kind of like us losing the West Coast to Adelaide Oval, except that doesn't happen every year. Um, Melbourne had more clangers. West Coast had the umpires, but West Coast grew inaccurate. That was really it. That was all that came down to at the end of the day, is that West Coast didn't make the most of their opportunities, kicking, what, 14-12 to 15-9. Like, 15-9 is good. Let's let's be reasonable there. Like, Melbourne kicked yeah. pretty accurately. They did. But West Coast, like, they, they literally are, and it was a start I was going to say to later, but they have kicked more points, sorry, they've kicked more goals than points in only seven of 15 games this year, and that's the same as us. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's pretty low. That's right. Look, West Coast, are you Port Adelaide in disguise? That's all I've got to say about that, really. Um, yeah, Because well, they're maybe. pretty much, I mean, that's like Port Adelaide um, down to a T, really, that, that game. I mean, they were 14 points up with about, uh, well, 16 points up, I think, with about five minutes left, and they lost, so... Um, yeah, I mean, they're having the, the exact same sort of year as what we are, really. Like, they're, they're winning games at home. They're sort of struggling away from home. They're losing games that they really should win. Um, it's pretty much we're coming up against ourselves this week, really. I don't agree, because then we'll move on to last week when they beat the Dogs at the Docklands in seven-point win. Well, they're not um, exactly uh, in great form, the Dogs, are they? They are the reigning premiers, though, Maka. Come on. Yeah, but they've lost about five in a row or something stupid, so... Yeah, look, I know what you're saying. Um, and there's a stat that also makes them not the same as us, which is that since they beat us earlier this year, they've only had one match decided by more than 13 points. Um, either way, win or lose. Uh, and that was when they got smashed by Essendon at the Dockland Stadium. Mm. Um, so they're playing in a lot more close games than we are. The ones that they're losing, they're still fighting to be in, um, which I guess is something you probably can't say about us so much. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what well, you they're, they're think. they're 3-3 three three in those close games. Like, they lost uh, mm. the close ones to GWS, Gold Coast, and Melbourne. Uh, mm. They won the other three, so I guess they're, they're going okay in that aspect. Uh, better than we are, at least. Yeah. Annoyingly. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, just saw an interesting stat line in the game against the Bulldogs, which is Andrew Gaff, 42 touches. I don't think I've ever seen or heard of anyone getting 42 touches and only four clearances. That's a strange one, right? That just seems that seems really weird. Yeah, I mean, that's, it would be up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Um, that, that'd be pretty uncommon. I that's would usually, say it's usually rare for um, wingmen to be getting that much of the ball. That's absolutely un- unheard of, really, mm. I'd say. Um, and Malcolm Carpani, who we may write down as a player that does like Tyson Stingle did last week, uh, he kicked three goals in his fourth game ever for the club uh, last week, so he's probably going to slot straight into that role. Uh, Tyson Stingle kicking two goals against us. Come on, Mac. What was that? <laughs> frustrating. Mm. Very frustrating. Mm. 
right, so moving on. How are they winning? They've got no Kennedy at the moment, but Petrie's all right, and Darling's lifted a little bit, I guess. Um, they're, in that respect, they're probably a bit weaker than they were the last time we played. Um, but the midfield's been really consistent, and some of them have just been getting better. Like I think, I think, I think Sam Mitchell looks more settled. Clearly, I mean that makes sense too. Um, and Dom Sheed's come up as well. Uh, he's 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 maintained his consistency from earlier in the season. He's a good player, Dom Sheed. I really really better. like him. Yeah, yeah. So they've lost. I don't think criticism this week. Um, so he's out. But um, I don't think that's their hugest loss considering how how thoroughly. Good they are in the midfield right now. I think you'll find Prudis is in, is he? actually. Is yeah. he? Oh, he's in? Okay, good. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. You got any more thoughts on the form of the West Coast? Well, as I said, I reckon it's like playing ourselves. Like, they're in just as inconsistent form as what we are. Um, mm. I mean, they, they have had quite a few injuries. They've brought a lot of players back this week. Um, so that might change <laughs> their fortunes around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it should be a, a fairly interesting... Matchup. I mean, on paper, I mean, after last week's debacle, I thought, well, there's no chance we're going to win this game. But actually looking at it on paper, I think we're actually a pretty decent chance. So, um, yeah, not sure. Not sure what I think about this one at the moment. No, I'm not sure either, to be completely honest. Um, Christoph has just pointed out, hey, did you know that Stengel's related to Eddie Betts? Which I assume was a comment on the commentary last week. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about our selections this week. Now, unfortunately, we haven't, I've only just realised how few Sunday games we've had this uh, year because it's one of the few times I've actually had to fill in the seven-man bench. I don't know if I have to do it at all, actually. Yeah. Um, so three ins, and frustratingly, it's when they've got two ins, we really want to see that they're definitely in. Um, yes. <laughs> this, is the, this is the most frustrating week in that respect. So the ins are Jack Homsch, yeah, all right, Willem Drew and Joe Attlee. Willem Drew and Joe Attlee, they've both been named, Macca. What's going on? That's good. I mean, Atley's been a... Uh, well, both of them have been an emergency about five times now. So, I mean, them yeah. being named on an extended bench doesn't uh, fill me with much joy at the moment, uh, mm. unless they do get named tomorrow, which would be absolutely stunningly wonderful. Um, look, I mean, it's... Uh, Homsch is definitely in. He's starting on the ground, so he's definitely in. Uh, so, at this point in time, you would think Homsch for Houston... I reckon, would be the uh, decision yeah, we'll make there so. uh, with an asterisk. And that big asterisk is uh, Hamish Hartlett's legs. Um, so if he doesn't come up after his knock last week, you would think Houston will stay in. So homps for Hartlett. And then it's just a matter of what we do with uh, Drew and Atley, um, which leaves the rest of them need white, MP Pitta, Drew and Atley. So pick, uh, pick your bench from that. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of reckon it'll probably be White, MP, Pittard, and Drew. Um, that's my guess. I'm going to say White, MP. I'm going to say Need, White, MP, and Atley. That's probably not terrible. Um, for me, I think the one thing that's kind of not been addressed in these selections is our forward line potency. Um, like last last week, yeah, okay. I mean, that was a bit of a debacle with Trengo versus Rance, but... It's not the first time we've struggled to kick goals this year. That yeah. second half against Hawthorne when everyone's saying, oh, don't worry about the second half. I was, no, you've got to worry about it when, when mm. you've held down that low. Um, Our goal kicking's been terrible all year. Well, and but it's also like how many genuine forwards have we got in the side, yeah? Like, yeah. That's the concern. Like, it feels as I like said in the got, review, we it's yeah. bad enough that we play a five-man forward line as it is without um, completely riding off another one. Um, and making him yeah. essentially useless out on the field. So yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's like for me, uh, for me, it feels like we've got Robbie Gray, Charlie Dixon, and a midfield and defenders. Like that's kind of our, our setup right now, and yeah. that's not great. <clears throat> no, that's not great. You know, um, no, it's not. And so, as much as I want to see Will and Drew or Joe Atley in, I would still rather see Howard in for one of them. Um, I think we'll definitely see one of those in this week. Um, I'm I'm happy for Whitey to stay in because I think on the bigger ground mm. uh, we're going to need his run and carry. That's oh, we do until Admin's back. Yeah. Um, ditto Impey. Uh, I think we can probably lose Pittard. He's just not in any sort of form at all at the moment. And need, well, you never know. You never know. He might uh, put in some sort of performance. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also, if Matt White plays, it's his 150th, so I think he will play, just because that seems like the sort of thing we'd do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Fair <laughs> not, enough. Not, not, not for any other reason, just because, yeah, you'll get his 150 up. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What would, if, what would you have done differently with these selections, Macca, really? I'll, I'll, I probably would have brought in Howard for someone. Uh, probably mm. need, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, Trengove is just the elephant in the room. Like, we can't keep yes. playing him up forward. No. Um, they don't really have the forward line to move him down back this week. Maybe you drop Trengove. I don't know. But that, that's yeah. a call that's never, ever going to happen. So that's Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it, though? Like, again, we, I'll just go back to my previous thing about Logan Austin. Um, is that Trengove can still drop back. So Logan Austin's technically fifth for the four yeah. defenders in our side. Mm. Mm. Anyway, let's move along to West Coast. So they've got a few changes. Look at those ins. Those ins are really... Like, it's, it's really bad when you look at a, like five ins and you know them all because that usually means they're pretty good. <laughs> Shannon Hearn, their captain, Matt Prittis, Brownlow medalist, Mark Lecrae, kicked four against us last time. Scott Lysett um, is a a very decent player in his own right. And Will Schofield, who was a borderline All-Australian a few years ago, he's sort of uh, fallen off the edge of the earth a little bit, but um, he's decent on his own. But that's that's some really, really good ins for them. They lose Butler and Maston. They're certainly adding a lot more than they're losing uh, this week. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and if Lysett plays, it's his 50th game, we'll just add. so. Yeah. You would, um, I would expect he would. I would expect yeah. he would. Yeah. Oh, well, they had Giles in last time for matching with Paddy, so they had Vardy and Giles against us. So they're probably just doing Vardy and Lysett this week, you'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's move on to that, Rapjul. Uh First question is, do you think that Scott Lyson in this week is one of those show-off-the-trade-bait selections? <laughs> um. No, I don't, because I think it's his first game this year, and it's okay. pretty much the first time he's fit this year. Uh, if he was fit, I reckon he would have played all year for sure. Uh, they were certainly relying on him once uh, Nick Nat went down last year, um, and it just hasn't worked out for him this year. But uh, he's certainly their next best ruckman. He's better than Vardy, and he's better uh, than Giles, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you'd have to say so. And he's probably better around the ground too. Well, not not in the in the Nick Natanui sense, but in the, you know, he can probably tack a mark occasionally sense. Mm. Plus, not sure we really need Lysett, to be honest. Well, no. Well. Maybe like, maybe a couple of years ago, but I don't know. I don't know. No, Unless we trade them Loby and get Lysett in return, I would accept that. Well, we've re-signed Frampton, haven't we? So... Yeah. 
I don't think we have any need for Lysett anymore, to be honest. I'm pretty happy to go forward with Frampton and Laddams and give them the opportunity to succeed. Yeah, true. Yeah, no. Oh, okay, Let, let's let's be pro Frampton Laddams. Let, let's, yeah. let's, let's stick with that. All right, cool. And do you think Ryder will win? I would hope so. Um, Vardy's a big boy, and he's got a decent leap on him. Uh, Lysett's a big boy, got less of a leap on him. I would, I would still expect Ryder to be able to jump over the top and get first hands on the ball. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a really interesting contest, that one. Um, I would hope that Ryder has the points. You'd, yeah, you'd hope so. He did um, last time against Giles. Uh, I don't know. I think we, we won the clearances by about 10 last time. Yeah. Um, and the inside 50s by about double. So... Yeah, hopefully we can uh, make the most of it this time if we if uh, if the same thing happens. Yeah, now in midfield, um, Maka, we've basically talked about it a little bit already with Dom Sheed. We like Dom Sheed. Sam Mitchell's looking a bit better, and they've you know they've got Pritis back, so mm, they seem better than they were. Really, well, their, their midfield is where they're going to win this game for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's where they won the last one, I think. Um, it's where they're going to win this one. Um, you know, Mitchell, Shuey, Gaff, Pritis, Yo, that's a pretty bloody good uh, first-string midfield. Um, very, very hard to play against. Uh, they've got inside class. Um, they've got guys like Shuey that can do both. And then they've got outside runners like Gaff as well, who deliver a lot of really good ball. Uh, plus, they've got Jeddah and Sheed that can go through there, Duggan as well. Uh, so they do bat pretty deep in the midfield. Um so that's why I'm pretty keen to have Atley in because I think um, his inside class and his ability to get the ball out uh, is going to be um, pretty handy this weekend. For me, I kind of... Like, if you're going to bring in Atley, I, I know you're saying that their midfield runs deep, but it's also pretty good at the top end. And if you're bringing in Atley for his first game, like, that's a real... I don't know. I'm not going to say no, but that's a real hot spot to get brought in in your first game, isn't it? Against West Good. Coast in the form they're in. Yeah, Good. I suppose. It'll teach him exactly what he needs to do to get to the to get to get a AFL standard. I suppose, I suppose. All right, well, yeah, all right. Yeah, I can understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm all for putting kids under pressure like that because it, I think it helps them fast track. Um, he might get thrashed, uh, you never know. But I reckon he's the type of player that'll rise to this challenge on his first game and uh, really show his worth out there. Yeah. Well, I now that we'll I've talked him up, he'll be playing for the Magpies. But <laughs> Well, for me, I kind oh. of feel like... <laughs> I kind of feel like of the two possible debutants, I think that Will and Drew is more likely. Uh, and the reason for that is that I think that he's probably better at covering space, um, like working through that. I think he's got a little bit more outside to him than Atlee. And I think that at Super oh, no we doubt. probably need no that. Doubt. So, well, I think, I think Drew... I think if, if someone is going to look overawed on debut in this particular game, I think it would be Drew. Yeah, maybe. Because that sort of outside, oh, do I go and get it? Do I stay out? You know, that's the sort of question that um, a player on debut is going to sort of uh, second-guess themselves, whereas I think someone like Atley is just see ball, get ball. I think he's going to be switched on, ready to go. I reckon Atley's a bit more thinking about what's happening than, than you're estimating I don't think I don't think he's instinctive like SPP. I think he's very much a very much a watch how it's going and then get involved. Okay. Really. That's so right. I, th- I think that the more mental you are, the more I think the more mental uh, your game is, the more susceptible you probably are to a first game hiccup. But 
Yeah. All right, moving on. Forwards. No Josh Kennedy, so that's great. Handy. Um, but I don't know. Should we be really worried? Drew Petrie kicked four goals a couple of weeks ago, and Drew Petrie is a player that at North Melbourne anyway, he certainly had a pretty decent record against us. Um, shit, I don't know. How do you feel about their forwards? Oh, and also Malcolm Carpani, small forward, kicked three goals last week. I think I mentioned that already, didn't I? So, yeah. Yeah, he, so... Did. Yeah. he did kick three. Look, Mark Lacroix the the one. He kicked four last time out, and he hasn't yeah. kicked a goal since. I think oh, he's uh, zero goals nine <laughs> since then. He'll uh, be hungry. So I look forward to him kicking about eight this week. Um, that would be great. Uh, but look, that, that, their forward line is pretty decent. Um, look, Darling's mm. in great form. Petrie is uh, moving around the uh, the oval like a cripple, but um, he's yeah. exactly the sort of player that might bob up and kick two or three goals this week. You never know. Cripps is decent enough. Um, then True. they've got some pace in Jetta as well. Uh, but look, our defence is top-notch. I would expect them to do the job this week again. I think that given how focused we are in defence, considering we started defence at full forward last week, yeah, absolutely we should beat them. But who knows? The question is, if we keep them to 76 points, or the same as what we kept Richmond to um, last week, will that be good enough for us to win this game? Look, for me, I feel like we're reaching a point, and it was kind of getting to the next section with what I want to say, which is that I am beginning to wonder, is our forward line potent enough? Yeah? Because we already looked at this midfield matchup, and it is going to be all about the midfield matchup, and their midfield is probably a bit better than it was, and we're talking about playing a debutante. Um, so I kind of wonder if we're going to convert well enough. Like, I think for a few weeks now, Charlie Dixon, the delivery to him has not been anywhere near as good as it was previously. Um, yep. You know, like Charlie Dixon has been delivering better than the midfielders have to him. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I think we've lost a bit in the forward line in terms of our effectiveness in the last month, um, and that could be a winter thing. I have no idea. Um, oh look, our forward line has certainly um, gone a little bit uh, below what it was at the start of the year. That's for sure. Yeah. We've only hit a hundred points once in the last six or seven weeks, I think. So. Yeah, and that's not great. But also that comes with the fact that we've, I reckon we've gone more defensive the last month or so too, and I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure that's the way to go. It, it, when you look at this year, it feels like we've worked out how to hit the milestones that usually mean you're going to win a premiership, but we've done it in an unconvincing way. So, yeah, we've got an excellent defence. Those points against, yep, no, that's pretty good. We've got that under control. Percentage, yep, no, we've got that under control. Um, but we're, going forward, we just seem really... Mm. Well, that's what happens when you um, play an undermanned forward line, really. Um, well, it is, struggle to yeah. kick goals. Um, mm-hmm. So if we're going to play Trengo but forward, he's really got to attack the ball and, and try and uh, win the ball himself. Like, we, we can't afford to have him tag someone, really. Like, that's just no, no, no. Um, I, I'm pretty confident. I, I like the look of our forward line this week um, against that defensive group. Uh, I think it's certainly good enough to kick a winning score. Um, we know the defence is going to do the job. It's just up to them to make sure that they do kick that winning score. I think if we move the ball fast enough, um, then that'll work in our favour. Like, if we get it from turnover and we move it straight away, then that should work okay. But if we do the delaying thing where we wait for our forward line to get in position, I think that's when they'll cut us up. Mm. Um, particularly, you know, um, moving on to the West Coast defence, particularly with McGovern hanging back, just picking off marks all day long. Um, a question for you. Will Trengo tag McGovern? 
No, I don't reckon. I don't reckon. <laughs> I reckon... Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, when you think about it, he's just as dangerous as what Rance is. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, if he's going to tag him, he's just got to try and do what Kane Corns used to do and try and get his own ball as well, really. Um, I don't think he will, though. I think um, Tringo will, will play more of a pure forwards game this week. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, and uh, Eric McKenzie's back, so he'll get the Joe and Dixon, you'd imagine, I would have thought. Yeah, I reckon Dixon should own that matchup, to be honest. Um, mm. McKenzie was decent a few years ago. He's sort of struggled since then. I think McGovern's probably the best defender by a country mile, to be honest. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do maybe put McGovern on Dixon because he's got the strength to go with him. He's got the pace. Um, he might even be able to outmark Dixon as well, which I don't think McKenzie will be able to do. I think it'll come. I, I think that whoever goes on Dixon, I think it'll be more about the midfield battle. Will decide that contest more than anything because I think they're good enough to beat him, and I think Dixon's good enough to beat them. So it's just going to come down to who gets better supply, um, yep. or whether he, if he gets good supply or not. Um, yeah. All right. Well, look. Unless there's someone else in our, their defence you want to talk about, um, we know the oh, usual really, suspects Brad, there. Brad Shepherd played a wonderful game last time out, um, so he's one that uh, we should probably be a bit careful of. Yeah. In um, game in general, should we be concerned about Adam Simpson? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And who's, who's got the psychological advantage? West Coast. West Coast, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No discussion needed. Let's definitely. go to questions from Big Footy. <laughs> questions from Big Footy. Let's go. Johns has asked, uh, this is an under-18s related one. How good was Sam Walsh uh, last night and how much better is it that we have a first rounder in his draft? Do we? Oh, we do. Okay. I hadn't watched it, so I don't know. And I didn't watch on Friday either because I sprained my ankle going in my house going to the game. So I did not go and then I didn't watch out of frustration. Poor. Very poor. <laughs> really, really. It was a day off and everything. I'm really, I'm livid about, yeah. anyway. Mm. Next question. Well, right. he was electric. He was wonderful. Um, very quick Good. midfielder. He's going to go pick three at a minimum, I would think. Um, okay. Quite possibly pick one as well. Um, and look, as an overall view, I think the more and more I see this year's crop, the more I'm pretty comfortable with what we did last year, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I have seen that. I've seen about a half a game, the big Metro versus Vic Country, and I don't know, the midfield didn't look quite as, I don't know, maybe that's hindsight. I guess we'll see. I'll, I'll need to sit down and look at it I think a lot of the tolls haven't developed as much as what uh, was expected this year so that's sort of you know it was meant to be a huge tolls draft this year but well um it's kind of you know they, they haven't really developed so it's not really looking like a 2006 draft anymore um it, it, again it's kind of looking more of a sort of a midfielders draft in the end mm, maybe i don't know like I don't know. I, I don't. I, can't, I haven't seen enough to comment, so I'm not going to say anything. How about I try that? That's a good one. All right, good. Uh, Andre <laughs> has asked, if Ken is Phil and Sam Gray is the groundhog, whose heart is Ken trying to win, uh, reliving the same close loss with a small forward line over and over again? Uh, KT. Or Koshy. I'm going to say Koshy. Yeah. Maybe he drinks a sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist as well. So. Yeah, maybe. Actually, yeah. I wouldn't put past him. He might do. Yeah. 
That's it. Uh, Mitch in 3D has asked, uh, why does the club refuse to contact ex-players to remedy our accuracy problems? Tredre and Schultz were pretty solid kicks, if I ro- recall correctly. Um, I'm going to stay with my usual line on this, which is that the accuracy problems are probably partly because we're not picking guys that are primarily forwards because they're mostly pretty good field kicks, yeah? Like for the most most part, our side, when they're coming off half-back and kicking us somewhere, they're mostly not too bad. It's only when mm. it becomes the pressure of the shrinking field when going to the forward line that it becomes a real issue. Yep. Um, and then the kicking at goal. But the kicking at goal, you've got to recruit specialist forwards, really, and play them at some point. Uh, yeah. And like we said, you know, we've got... Uh, Charlie Dixon, and we've got Robbie Gray, who's doing pretty well. Um, and then we've got a guy like Jarman Infi who can't snap. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And Jake Need, who's got a goal in front of, a shot in front of goal, and he passes off, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, it's quite possible we have, you know, called out to someone. Um, and that's true, said, too. No thanks. So, you never know. Uh, mm. Simba has asked, was Trent Henshaw a good set shot? No, wasn't he? I don't think he was, was he? He kicked at 63% over his career, which is not too bad. Okay, yeah. That's not bad then. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately for him, um, he only just started to get going and then he had that horrendous injury, uh, which pretty much killed his career after that. He had injuries the whole time, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the year that uh, he got injured, I think he kicked 40 goals, 23, which isn't too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's decent. Mm. Mm. Uh, Mission Possible has asked, another under-18s one, uh, who was the one kid that surprised you at state championships? Of the stuff I saw, I really liked how aggressive Rayner was. Um, He was just, he was full at it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. We won't get to pick him, but if we did, oh, oh, he's the Dustin Martin from this draft, definitely. He's he's right up there. And he's just so serious. Like, I, I got to see him almost take a guy's head off. That was great. And it was his teammate patting him on the head. He was just, ah! That's what you want to see in a football. You want to see them with white line fever. They're just ready to go at everyone all the time, constantly when they cross the cross the line. Love it. Yeah, I love him. I've been bullish on him since last year, and I'm really glad that he had that sort of championships because often, mm-hmm. um, you know, highly rated players sometimes they don't deliver at the champs, but he absolutely knocked it out of the park. He was absolutely wonderful. Probably Vic Metro's second best player, I reckon. So. Um, he did really well. Uh, the one I've actually got two kids that surprised me. Um, okay. The first Are they both one's a, Australian. Uh, no, the first one's a positive, uh, and that's Matthew Ling. Um, I hadn't seen mm. much of him prior to uh, the champs, but he really impressed me with his pace and ability to take the game on. Really, really nice skills as well. Um, as a bit of a wingman, I reckon he'd suit our game plan perfectly, and uh, he should hopefully be around at our first pick as well. He looked pretty decent, I've got to say. In the, in the again in the half I've seen so far, he um, looked smart. He made good decision. Um, it's unfortunate his surname's Ling, but apart from that, <laughs> that's it. And the other one would be Darcy Fogarty, because he was just that okay. underwhelming. Really, and that was a big surprise. I, I I don't know if he's carrying an injury. His his knee was strapped, um, but his work rate is just not there at all. He looked disinterested. In the game I saw live, he looked disinterested on TV in the game against um, uh, Vic Metro when they when mm. SA got thrashed. Um, and that game, look, in the end, it was pretty embarrassing for someone who was was considered a number one pick. I highly doubt he's going to go there now, but for him to get just four touches that day um, for a potential number one pick, it's not really good enough. And 
I wouldn't be surprised to see him be yet another South Australian who drops down the list come draft day. No, that's fair enough. And that is usually the common thing for South Australians anyway. Mm. Um, I've got a couple of questions for you because uh, before the um, podcast, Macca revealed that he has watched all of the games he could. He's watched all of the highlights and he's already preparing his massive spreadsheet of players, which is... Yeah. That's Macca. That's Macca. He's living <laughs> the high life. <laughs> uh, so I want to ask uh, Tom DeConing, what do you think? I like him. Yeah, I think he's, uh, yeah. he's pretty mobile for a ruck. He seems to have he good is. tap work. He's a good mark. Very skillful for someone his size. So... Um, yeah, he's certainly someone that uh, I wouldn't expect to go early. Um, no. He'd be a good sort of third-round pick, I reckon. And what about Parrish, younger brother of? Can't kick. That's my... No. Um, and he he looks very, very slow. Um, I like his height. I like his ability to win clearances. And he gets a lot of the ball. Um, but I just got to query uh, his pace. I don't think his pace is up for AFL level. And his kicking needs big improvement. Yeah, I kind of feel like he wants to be David Mundy, but he lacks the class that David Mundy has. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty decent call, I reckon. Mm. All right. Next question, I guess. I haven't got much more to ask, and we can save it till later. We don't, want to, we don't want to use this. this, this no, if we, if this, this season is, uh, goes sour, we might need stuff. it. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, Mutley Dog has asked, um, are we being hamstrung at selection due to the fact we don't have a correct position available for, for our older gun players? E.g. Boke and Trengo. Uh, I don't know that we're being hamstrung at selection, really. That's. I, I guess hamstrung means that we are feeling like we are forced to play these guys when we maybe shouldn't, which I think is exceptionally harsh on Boke because I reckon he's had a decent year. Trengo is clearly being played out of position. And uh, with the way that our defence is going, it's very, very hard to push him back now. Um, so I think in that case, we may feel a little hamstrung. I kind of feel like you shouldn't feel hamstrung. You should be picking the best players. So, and not the just best players and you play them in the position that they should be played in. Yeah, and keeping an eye on the future, yeah? Yeah. Like, okay, sometimes there might be a guy in the 22 who might be marginally better than an 18-year-old, but... If they're, if they're 27 and they're not going anywhere, yeah, make the change. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know about that. I do think, though, looking at our side, like we know there's something not quite right. We know there's a lot of things that don't quite make sense. I really wouldn't be too surprised if we did get fairly involved in trade this season because that's exactly when you should trade. Like even if you're a conservative trader, when you've got – a side that just isn't working when there's some pieces that just don't quite fit and there's nothing wrong with the players themselves that just doesn't work as part of the system that's when you do trades yeah yep. like that's when you do that's when you do the good fair trades with other clubs yep so i wouldn't be too surprised if we got involved in a bit of that cuz that that trango situation not even that it might be tr- that we trade trango it might be we talk to one of these guys who's just resigned and say hey <laughs> who knows um, or we might indeed trade Austin or something like that. There might, you know, I, I think this is the sort of situation where we probably have to think, yeah, how do we fix this? Because it's not quite right. Jarman Impey, we've talked about how he's a forward that can't snap at goal. Um, there's a lot of guys that are not quite right. So, yep. big off season coming up. It is, for sure. Um, mm. Power Girl has asked, why are we not performing at the level we are capable of? I think we are. You think for- this is our level? I think for the signs we're picking and the way we're managing them, I think this is probably about right. Mm. Can we perform better? That's the question. I think that to perform better, 
look to be the side that I think we need to be to be a proper top four side. We probably a couple of years of really serious off um, off season work, um, and I don't just mean fitness. I mean like trading, drafting, um, training, all that sort of stuff. Like like uh, as in uh, working out systems and things like that. Um, I think that the most part the guys are trying really hard. Like, you know, Charlie Dixon, we give him shit, but he works hard every game, yeah? You know, there's a lot of guys on our side that work really hard all the time, and you can see it when they're on the ground. And then you see guys like Justin Westhoff, who maybe doesn't. Um, but they're working hard. So if they're not, if it's not working with what we've got, then there's it's all off-field. It's all off-field that you make the changes, so... Yeah. <clears throat> I think we are underperforming of what we should be. I mean, we've self-owned ourselves like a couple of times this year. I reckon we're two games, two wins under what we should be at this point of the season. But do you think um, it's the players, Macca? I think it's a blend of uh, speed and endurance of the uh, the players and the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect blend. Um, yeah, look, I mean, obviously I would prefer to have another genuine tall forward to kick to, to take pressure yeah. off Dixon, and you know, it's also actually good to develop these guys at some point. Yeah, um, but I also think it's you know the players because you know Matty White, for example, last week missing three simple set shots on goal shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. You know we've got too many players that can't fulfil their skill level um, in front of the sticks, which is very very frustrating. Yeah, that's that is true, and it's not to say there hasn't been player error. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, so it's I, a bit I, of both. Kind of... I don't know. I feel like we should be. We, we should definitely be two wins further ahead of what we are. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, we don't, like, it's not that, I don't think it's, well, we don't have the players. I, I think we do have the players. I think we've got a bloody good first team. Um, they just uh, struggle to deliver on that talent on a regular basis. Mm. No, I don't agree, Macca. I really don't. I think well, we, we should have won holes. last week. Look, we should have won last week. We should have beaten Geelong. You can argue that we should have beaten West Coast last time out as well because we had that much of the ball um, that, that we really should have done something with it. When you have double the inside 50s, you, you should really win the game, really. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to state that we, I think we're two games. Um, we're underachieving by two wins at this point. I think you're reading double the inside 50s. We've just talked about how we don't have forwards, Mako. Like we don't have a lot of forward options. So when you get double the inside 50s, well, you should because most of your midfield is, is kicking into it. Mm. I, I think you're reading the stat and you're saying this is therefore should be the result, and I, I just think that that's too simplistic. Yeah, I um, don't know. Damn, that was, that was a real diss, wasn't it? Sorry, Mako. <laughs> no, you're all good. You're all good. <clears throat> that's all right. <laughs> Next yeah. question. Uh, last question. Pommy Power said, I'm going over for this game. How optimistic can I really allow myself to be? Ah, oh, look, just pretend it's the mid-2000s and we're playing at Subiaco and, you know, we're probably going to win, you know, like early 2000s, let's say early 2000s. Um, we have got a good record against, at Subiaco from ages ago and we've lost three to West Coast on the trot, all at Adelaide Oval. I don't know, maybe the players will be up this week. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm more inclined to say rest in peace than uh, than have say anything optimistic, really. Um <laughs> But you never know. You never know. Um, depends what his his away record is like as well. I mean, mine's not all that good. Um, maybe his is better. Yeah, no, maybe that's he, maybe he's on a winning streak, and that might continue. Maybe. 
Who knows? Mm. Mm. Next. Any questions? That's it. Done. Oh, questions are oh. done. Okay. Excellent. Well, we're going to wrap up a little bit early this week, Maka. Um, and speaking of which, who's your winning side? What's your margin? And who is your highest goal kicker for Port Adelaide? I'm going to say West Coast by 53 points and oh, Robbie shit. Gray will kick two goals. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, I... <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. I want to be, I want to be positive and tip four, but I'm going to tip West Coast, and I'm going to say West Coast by about thirty. And I reckon the most goals support. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to have put out one little beacon of hope, and I'm going to say Sam Pelpepper with three. Okay. Look, last time we played them, there we won. So I'm yeah. I'm going to go off that. Last time we played okay. West Coast okay. at Subiaco, yeah. we won by 14 points. So yeah, we're still a chance. Usually, when All I right. pick against us, it's usually a good thing. So hopefully, this uh, this follows through. Yeah, but when when we agree and tipping against us, it usually it usually does mean we lose. But anyway, yeah. um, fear factor. Which port player do you think West Coast should be the most concerned about? Probably Ryder, because I think yeah. our best chance of winning is uh, is making sure that Ryder um, wins the tap work, gives his fair share of the ball to our midfield, and uh, and we keep it forward as much as possible. Um, if their midfield gets on top, game over straight away. Um, yep. If our midfield gets on top, we're a huge chance of winning. I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to say Jared Pollock. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's well, because he's he's still like he's still having a decent year, you know. Um, oh, he's and a he's, very good year, and he's so important for us. So I think that if he if he gets off if he gets uh, the ball on his own terms, which he should, because West Coast, you know, they do like playing uncontested when they get the ball, which means there should be opportunities for counter attack, um, where he's not got someone on him. Uh, I think he could really cut it up. Um, and if he, delivers, if he delivers well to Dixon, then Dixon should win his position and then roll on from there. So I think Pollock. Look, last time out against uh, West Coast at Subi in 2014, Jared Pollock had 27 touches and uh, yeah. Maddie, Maddie White had 19 and, and a goal. So the wings did their job. So if there we can go. get the ball out to our wings, if they can deliver those stats again, I reckon we win the game. Yep, I agree. Excellent. Let's 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 lock that in. Uh, yeah. And which West Coast player do you think Port would be brown trousering about? Uh, Luke Shuey, I reckon, just because mm. it, it feels like he always plays really well against us, especially in tight games. Um, he seems to bob up at unfortunate times against us all the time. Um, he's he's bloody hard to play against. He's great inside, very very quick outside. He kicks a lot to, lot a lot of goals. Um, and just always seems to cause us issues. So, yeah, he's the one that I think we should uh, try and shut out of the game. Yeah, look, I agree that the players should be working on Shuey. I think that the one that, if you're a Port Adelaide fan, you should be the most concerned about, it's probably Jeremy McGovern. Because if we yeah. if we just bomb along and he's picking off marks all day, you are going to get so angry and so frustrated, oh. particularly throughout the game. He's he going to go off your nut. 15 intercept marks. <laughs> he could. And he totally could. Not even being facetious either. Like, that could literally <laughs> no. happen. So, yeah, if you're a Port fan, just know that number 20 is Jeremy McGovern and just try to blank out whenever he's near the ball. Mm. Um, and you're quite achievement for Port Adelaide. Who's the guy who might not put in the, the best game, but uh, who, who puts in an okay game, or actually a really good game, but it won't wear the crowd? That's what I want to say. Look, I'm going to say Jackson Trengo because... Um, 
after last I, week. I expect him to do a really good defensive job on uh, Eric McKenzie, <laughs> and uh, I doubt he's going to get any credit for it. So there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I am going to say, oh gosh, I don't know. I want it to be Brad Ebert, but I don't think it will be. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Maka. I'm more ser- I'm more serious one. I'm going to say Travis Boak. Okay. I reckon he's going to deliver a twenty disposal and two goal game this week. And as per usual, I don't think he'll get the credit for it. I reckon Sangre's going to turn his scoring around. He's going to kick three goals. Three goals eight? Go, or just, just three well, goals. he might kick three goals eight, but I reckon he's going to kick three goals. And that'll be something where people go, Sangre, and they won't say drop him this week, but they'll wait a week. So that's yeah. why he's my quiet achiever. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, look, uh, we've got a couple other tips on the uh, Spreaker chat. We've got uh, Ryan Pillar saying, West Coast by 25, Chad Wingard with 35 disposals. Uh and uh, Boke Lol. So I guess it's a disagreement with you, Maka. Uh, and I think Bob uh, Clifford said two goals seven about um, uh, Sam Gray. So that's possible. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> Very possible. All right. Well, so look, before we go, I want to ask you a question. What do you think oh, of uh, Thomas Bug getting six weeks? I think it could have been seven. Yep. Yeah, if if we if, if look if we if if Basho Hawley is now the is the now the standard is now we've had the AFL sanctioned, this is what you're going to get for that sort of thing. If you have a good record, which he did, then anything similar to that at all in any respect has got to get at least six, and it probably should get seven. Particularly with Tom Bug, who has got a record of fining yeah. at least. I don't know if he's had suspensions before, but certainly fines. Not sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I reckon I reckon six is okay, and I think seven he could have got. Yeah, I don't think he meant to hit him in the face. I reckon he went for the shoulder uh-huh. and just misjudged completely. I, I, reckon... don't, I don't think anybody is that... Sh- Look, I know uh, Bug is a bit of a annoying bug um, on the field. He certainly likes to get in people's faces and, you know, uh, trying to eke out free kicks for, for his team and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think he's the sort of player that would deliberately punch someone in the face. I reckon he's just misjudged. And unfortunately for him, he's copped Callum Mills completely flush, <laughs> like the perfect punch, and knocked him out cold. Um, and he's got to pay the price for that. I'm not saying he should get any less than six. I think six is well-deserved. I just don't think it was a deliberate act like, for example, Barry Hole on Brent Staker was. Do you think it was more deliberate than Basher Hawley's? Debatable. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, come on. I don't think so. Oh, he was looking at him. You know, at least Hooley wasn't. So looking. was Basher Hooley. Basher Hooley oh, turned I... around, had a look. He had and a side. Oh, he had a bit back. of side eye, maybe at best. I don't know. I reckon they're pretty similar. I'm. I'm comfortable uh, with Bug getting six. I just don't think he did it on purpose. That's all. I, I reckon when you got the sort of history that Bug has, like he's definitely not a, not got. He's got to be, not be given the benefit of the doubt for that sort of thing, really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. I'm... Anything else you want to throw at me? No, that's it. That's it. That's okay, all. Cool. All right. And we've got Ryan Phillips saying, can't, Macca. So there you go. Well, <laughs> all right. I like to but, be controversial. What can I say? Yeah, just, just finishing off the podcast with a bit of controversy there, Macca. <laughs> wow. Uh, and so, yeah, all right. I guess we can just end now because really that – We've said That's enough. It. Bye. Carport. That's it. Carports. <laughs> Let's turn it around. 
Let's Can't win one port. that we shouldn't win Prove win us all wrong. Let's get a win, please. That'd be really great. Do it. Just do it. Oh, what a handball from... Could be a really? catastrophic error. And Wingard can make it really, really sting. It's there, Wingard. From the dead pocket. 